Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good afternoon and welcome everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host today. And I'm excited to have with me Casey Castillo. Casey is the CEO of the San Diego Food Bank. Good afternoon, Casey. Brett, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Great to have you. And I was looking into uh, your bio and your background a little bit, which always gives me some kind of interesting little tidbits about folks. So mm-hmm. looks like uh, you got your undergrad degree from BYU in the 90s. And then an MBA at Cal State San Bernardino in 06. Is that yeah, right? That's right. Long time ago. Yeah. And then pretty much right after that, not exactly, but pretty soon you started right out with the food bank. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, while I was working on my MBA, I was working for another nonprofit in okay. the Inland Empire uh, where I gained that experience. Ended nice. Ended up uh, becoming a CFO there. Okay. And then, yes, in 2008, I, j- I joined the San Diego Food Bank. Very nice. So who was who did you work for previously? So they were a foster care agency, uh-huh. and we also um, did counseling services as well. Very nice. How many years were you there with that? Eight years. Okay. And spent most of that time as a chief financial officer. Yep, yep. And when you came to the San Diego Food Bank, you came over as like a CFO, is that correct? That's correct, yep. Yeah, so you came over in that financial capacity and served several years, and then um, 2021, I believe, took over CEO? Yeah, yeah, uh, that was my third time uh, acting as interim CEO. Okay. And I spent about 11 months as interim CEO and then was appointed uh, last April uh, to become the permanent CEO. Okay. Well, third time around was the charm. Okay. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's like, wait, do it congratulate or condolences? No, (laughs) it's a big job. Um, And in your 14 years at the food bank, you have seen a lot. Yeah, a lot's changed. We've grown uh, substantially. Uh, When I started in 2008, uh, the Great Recession uh, happened right after that. And so it was an interesting time to be part of the food bank. Uh, we saw a lot of similarities. Um, mm. Numbers went up. Uh, they never really went back down. Mm. That became the new norm. And we're seeing a little bit of that now after the pandemic. Yeah. So you went through the Great Recession, COVID-19. Yeah. And now in 2022, I mean, inflation skyrocketing. That's not an easy thing for families and and food insecure folks let alone nonprofit agencies. You're absolutely right. So we're serving 400,000 people per month Mm. throughout the county. These are mostly families and uh, individuals that uh, are what what is considered the working poor. Mm. So they're working, they have jobs, one, two, three jobs. Um, But as you mentioned, inflation is wreaking havoc. And uh, many of them to get through the pandemic uh, incurred a lot of high household debt. Mm. Uh, now the interest rates are have gone up. Yes. Um, they're battling that as well. So they're really, they, we're calling this the perfect storm. Yeah. Um, they're getting hit in almost every area. Oh, that does not a good perfect storm. So the San Diego Food Bank, you're not the only hunger relief organization, but you are the largest hunger relief organization in San Diego County. And as you mentioned, you now are serving 400,000 families per month. How many pounds of food did you guys distribute last year? 
a lot. And you're right. We're the largest hunger relief uh, organization in San Diego County. We're the third largest in the state of California. Wow. Right behind Los Angeles and San Francisco. Wow. Uh, and we just were, um, we just saw in a publication that we are uh, with uh, in the top four independent uh, food organizations in the country. Wow. Um, so yes, we are, we're feeding a lot of people. We're distributing a lot of food. Last year, we distributed 40 million pounds of food. Wow. And we're going to do that again this year. So that's a lot. And we're going to come back to that um, in just a second. But what does that mean? The fourth largest independent, like, I don't, what is, how does that distinguish? Uh, there is a national organization that a number of food banks belong to. Oh, I um, see. And um, however, we're independent. We're completely local organization. And as far as independent food banks go across the country, and there are hundreds. Sure. Uh, in terms of size, we're in the top four. <laughs> That's stunning. Yeah. Top four. So 40 million pounds of food um, last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an educated guess from my past experience and working with you guys. I'm going to say maybe 10 million of that out of North County. Uh, actually, I think it was above 12 uh, oh, last okay. year. And we're on pace again to do somewhere between 12 and 15 million pounds in North County. That's and, a lot. And we get food out in two major ways. Uh, one of the major ways for us is we partner with, well, mm -hmm. across the county, over 500 nonprofit partners. But in North County alone, we partner with over four, or over 100. Nice. Uh, and so to get that 15, nearly 15 million out in the community, we really rely on our nonprofit partners. For sure. Well, we are talking to Casey Castillo, the CEO of the San Diego Food Bank. We're going to take a quick pause and we can come back. We're going to talk more about their distribution, their super pantries, and lots of things that you might not know that they're involved in. So stay with us. So Casey, right before we took a break, we were talking about how you guys distributed 40 million pounds of food in the county last year, 12 million-ish here in North County. And through your distribution partners, a hundred of them just in North County, which is unbelievable. But you guys saw a massive ramp up during the um, peak of COVID. I mean, I think if I remember correctly, pre-COVID, it was about 350,000-ish families a month. And then how high did it go at its peak? Well, it skyrocketed to 600,000 just within weeks and months of the lockdown. Oh, man. Um, so yes, from 300, almost doubling to uh, 600,000. And it stayed there for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, it, it dipped down a little bit to about a half a million people um, where we served that rate for about a year. Uh, and then we've spent the last year, maybe a little bit more than a year at 400,000. Okay. Uh, so yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, we saw this uh, during the Great Recession. Yeah. I'm not sure numbers will really go back down to pre-COVID um, uh, years. And so that's as an organization what we're planning for. Uh, yeah. We're prepared over the next couple of years. The other thing that we noticed is after the Great Recession, as we tracked our numbers, it took about seven years before numbers really got pretty, got down close to where they were before. Mm. You know, the, the service population that we're working with, recovery takes a long time. It's yeah. going to be slow. Yeah. To almost double during COVID. Oh, oh, by the way, you know what? I should take this opportunity to acknowledge, you know, that that incredible ramp up you guys did and the amazing service you've been providing um, was part of the reason you guys were uh, honored as our CBAD nonprofit of the year at our CBAD awards in 2022. Congratulations. Well, thank you. It was an honor. Appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. 
And one of the things I learned through that process was about your super pantry program that you guys stood up rapidly. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So as we looked out throughout the county, we knew the need had, had gone up. Uh, we started initially with those mass distributions. I think you may remember yeah. them. And they make for great television. Sure. Uh, cars lined up in a large parking lot. We used several locations throughout the county. And we did that because uh, we could do that quickly. Yeah. Uh, and people were scared and they needed food. So uh, that was a way for us to react and, and uh, get food out quickly. But we realized pretty quickly that that wasn't a very efficient model. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we partner with over 500 other nonprofits that have feeding programs. They get their food from us, get most of their food from us. So we really leaned on them. Uh, we sent a message out to those partners and said, who could come on and take uh, uh, take on more food and feed more people? And about 35 of them raised their hands and said, we can do that. We called them super pantries. It meant, uh, one, we were providing more food to them. They were open uh, more days of the week and open longer period of time, periods of time. And then one of the things they did, and we did this too at some of our locations, our Vista location, in fact, uh, we created a drive-through. So mm-hmm. many of these not uh, these super pantries then created a drive-through so uh, they could be safe, our yes. volunteers could be safe. They come through the parking lot, pop their trunk, and we could provide food. Awesome. Uh, and we were able to distribute tens of millions of pounds through that program uh, during the pandemic and uh, feed hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, that's fantastic. And just the ability to stand that up in uh, in the time of need. Uh... It was incredible. Um, you know, I give our nonprofit partners a lot of credit for that. They were doing a lot of the the hard work there. We were providing the food and, and training on and how to get a model up like that uh, up and running. Um, but we were able to do that within uh, a month or two. That's amazing. And so... In that, in the interim, again, I mentioned we did the mass distributions, but we quickly learned we could get to more people uh, in a more dignified way and within their neighborhoods. Yeah, love it. Now, one of the things that people may not know is um, it's not just food that you guys distribute. <laughs> you are one of only three diaper banks in the state of California. Talk about that. So we, we're proud of that. Uh, we started this program a little over three years ago. Uh, since inception, we've distributed 25 million diapers. Wow. Uh, last year, we distributed 8 million, and we're going to do 8 million again this year. Uh, and uh, we're proud of that. As you mentioned, when we started the program, we were one of three food banks in the state of California. There are a couple more that have come on nice. the program. They they liked what we were doing, and we shared our experience with them. Uh, they've been able to get that program up and running. Um, you know, people sometimes ask, and, and uh, others listening may be curious, what do diapers have to do with food banking and food insecurity? Sure. Well, uh, we think we um, are more than just a, a food safety net mm. and that we have a responsibility to be a solution uh, to some of these uh, issues facing San Diego County. Food insecurity is one of those issues and that we should be part of breaking that cycle of poverty. To us, that means combating the barriers to both education and employment. Yeah, And so we go back to diapers. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, most of who we serve are considered the working poor. Yep. These are families that are working. If you're a young family, you have an infant and you're working, most likely you're using daycare. If you're using daycare, daycare is required, sometimes a minimum of 10 diapers each day. Mm. If you're making tough decisions in other parts of your life, like, are we going to eat tonight? What are we getting on? What are we putting on the table? 
then you're also struggling with other basic needs like diapers. Yeah. And so our goal really is to utilize our nonprofit partners. As I mentioned before, over a hundred of them help distribute our diapers and get that product out so these families can continue to work, get back on their feet and become uh, more self-reliant. Yeah, that's wonderful. You guys have a lot of, you've mentioned uh, obviously a few times about all your partners, but one of the programs that you run through various partners, I believe, is the Backpack Program. And that is such a cool program. And I think, let's assume somebody listening to this might not have any familiarity with it or know about it. I'd love for you to share and and kind of bring that to light. Yes, uh, we love this program. It's a program we started back in 2006. Um, at the time, I think we started with 100 students on the program. Uh, now we're at 3,500 students throughout Oof. the county, 60 schools, 14 school districts. Wow. These are elementary age students and students that uh, they're, uh, in most cases, their teacher has identified as a student or a child that is not um, eating over the weekend. Mm. So through this program, uh, we provide a bag of food or bags of food. We do a family meal now, so that would be several bags every Friday um, at the school. <laughs> Um, these children that are identified will leave class a little early on Friday, head over to the office, and a school nurse or a administrator uh, will drop in the bag or bags of food into that backpack so that child can eat over the weekend. You know, our hope is their bellies are full when they return to school on Monday so they can learn and thrive. Oh, I love that. Great program. You and I were talking off air before we got going here about um, your new larger facility here in North County, which is exciting. Why don't you uh, talk about the new facility, how much larger it is and what you can do there and everything. So we, um, I'll start back in 2015 is when we acquired the North County Food Bank. Yes. We had a great relationship with North County Community Services at the time and they approached us. Uh, they had just gone through a strategic planning process and determined food banking was not going to be their focus moving forward and yeah. asked if that was something that we could help them with. And so we did, we jumped at the opportunity. We were already serving North County and some of those nonprofit partners. And so um, we first started in San Marcos and we, in that, in that acquisition, um, the warehouse that we acquired was about 5,000 square feet. I remember it. I was uh, there before. Yeah, it was you small. Could, it was very small. And so we were there for a couple of years to get established. Uh, we moved to Vista to a 40,000 square foot uh, facility yep. um, that we outgrew. And mm. so early last year, we moved into another location in Vista uh, that's 70,000 square feet. Nice. And it's allowed us to do a lot more. We are distributing more food because of it. We're housing more programs there. We've mentioned the diaper bank and backpack program. Yep. Those two programs are both administered from the, the Vista warehouse. Oh, excellent. And not our, our Miramar warehouse. And there's another program, um, a lot like our diaper bank uh, program. We are also a period supply bank, mm. uh, one of two uh, in the state of California. Wow. And a program the state has asked us to pilot. So we just started that last year. And a lot like our diaper uh, program, still fulfills this kind of the same needs that yeah. I've talked about earlier in terms of combating um, the barriers to education and employment. It's staggering how many uh, young girls and women miss school mm. and work because they lack supplies. And so we use the same model. We partner. Um, so there's over five, over 50 partners that we partner that help us distribute those products oh, throughout the county. Excellent. And that, that one's also housed here in North County? That one also is housed here in North nice. County. And, and that's administered through our staff and volunteers at the Vista site. Excellent. I have to 
give a shout out to my favorite program that you run. My favorite is the Scare Away Hunger Food Drive in October. Yeah. And uh, for those who may not be familiar with it, it's a peanut butter drive. And I would love for you to expound upon why peanut butter is so, you know, crucial to what you guys do and so beneficial to helping in your outreach. You guys do such a nice job every year. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yes. And um, we get asked this question often, you know, what what are you looking for? What kind of donations do you want to see? Well, we do have a list of our uh, top 10 most needed items. Peanut butter every year is right there at the top, one, yeah. two, or three. It's a great product. It, it, it goes a long way. Uh, that, that's our recipients love that. And it's it's an item that's high in protein. Yeah. And so it serves a number of purposes. And it's pretty kid friendly. It's kid, yeah, absolutely kid friendly. If you're a child, you can make a quick peanut butter and yep. jelly sandwich all the way to our seniors that we serve. And we we serve tens of thousands of seniors each uh, each month. So it qualifies in a number of ways why it's one of our top yeah. needed items. And I can imagine if you were in the situation where you had to purchase mass quantities of peanut butter, it's probably a little bit on the expensive side. It's expensive. Uh, everything's expensive now, but yes, yeah. peanut butter is expensive. Yeah. And I think it's an item that's fairly easy to donate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, people get that. There's not a whole lot of questions about it. They can see it in the store yeah. or they have it in their pantry and it's an easy item um, to donate to a food bank. Yes. And la so for those who aren't familiar with the Scare Away Hunger peanut butter drive in October each year, uh, well, first of all, let's just say this. You could take peanut butter donations all year. You, yes. you need them. But the, there's a focus in October. And so last year, our chamber, I was super proud. We uh, had 580 pounds of peanut butter that we were able to bring together through our members, through the events we held, and that we were able to participate in that. So that was really fun. But um, if you're listening to this podcast... Bring us peanut butter at the Carlsbad <laughs> Chamber anytime and we'll get it ready and get it over to the food bank. Yes, thank you. You guys need it. Um, so that's wonderful. And I also know that, you know, to to package everything you guys do, both at Miramar and here in North County, it requires bodies and people and, and so volunteers and sometimes companies come in groups or families come in groups. Talk about that and what might be available to people here who want to help. Um, there are lots of opportunities. I think that's one thing that uh, that we can offer, and we try to make it really easy on those that are in the community that are looking to find ways to help. So last year we had nearly fifteen thousand uh, volunteers um, through both locations that accounted for almost forty thousand visits. Wow! So I, I point that out because um, I think it becomes apparent to quick to people very quickly that we could not do this work yeah. without volunteers. We are. You talk about. Uh, when I started in 2008, long time ago, lots of cha has changed. Lots has changed with the food bank. I was employee number 22. Okay. Then. We're at 90 now. Oh, wow. Uh, so we have grown substantially, but 90, 90 people can't feed 400,000 people. Yeah. And so 400,000 people a month. A month. Each and month, month after month. Yeah. So we depend on the community and in large part depend on the community to volunteer. And we have opportunities at both locations, Miramar and Vista. Uh, in most cases, we have three shifts a day, a morning, mm. afternoon, and evening shift. And it's an opportunity where someone as an individual can come, you can come as a family, or you can come as a civic group or uh, department or business. And we have fun activities. And I promise you, you're going to feel great when you leave, uh, knowing that you just uh, did something that's going to help somebody in most cases the next day or within the next few days. Yeah, that's fantastic. So 
Can yeah. I talk a little bit? And, yeah. they, and so if someone, uh, for someone that hasn't been at, at the food bank to volunteer, uh, we box food um, for like our senior program where we'll build 16,000 boxes each month that weigh about 35 pounds. And then the food bank uh, loads their own vehicles up. We have over 200 distributions uh, sites throughout the, the month. And we take those boxes out or we bag food or we bag mm-hmm. produce or we sort food, all the items that are donated to us. We have volunteers that go through each each item. And so those are just a few of the types of volunteer opportunities that exist at the food bank. Oh, that's great. Thank you for um, sharing that. And if somebody's listening to this and is like, I'm, I'm down, I want to do that. How do I get started? Did they go to your website or? Yeah, I was going to joke, call me. But yes, uh, the <laughs> best thing would be to go to our website. There is a, a volunteer page. And the, uh, on that page, you can register for volunteer opportunities. We list all volunteer opportunities out several months. Um, and so you'll see morning, afternoon, and uh, evening sessions. And uh, often we will also list the type of, uh, of volunteer project. So you'll, you'll know if you're boxing uh, or bagging uh, food, uh, sure. if it's for the senior program, if you're sorting food, you can choose the type of project uh, most of the time. Perfect. And we probably should tell them what your website is. So go for it. So sandyfoodbank.org. And again, uh, once you are on the landing page, uh, one of the big tabs will be a volunteer opportunity, volunteer tab. Sandiegofoodbank.org. Straightforward, simple, easy to remember. And then they can navigate from there. That's great. Did we miss anything? I don't want to cut you short because you guys have so much you do. Is there anything we missed talking about? Well, um, nice job. Uh, I I, I do want to mention, especially here that we're here in uh, North County. Yeah. um, At our Vista location, uh, one of the things that we opened back up again a few months ago was our client choice pantry. Mm. Uh, So it's it's essentially a mini grocery store. Uh, So it's on site. Uh, It looks like a grocery store. We've transitioned from our drive-through out in front of the Vista location to now scheduling appointments to come in to use our client choice pantry. Uh, we like this as an opportunity because that means people can come in and they can choose what works best for them or their families. Uh, we're taking about 75 appointments each day. I was uh, again there yesterday. I think we had 100 people come through and we're serving about 1,300 households each month right now wow. uh, through that client choice pantry. Again, you register and you can register through our website and come in and you're allotted about 15 minutes and you can shop. We have lots of different types of items. Again, it's like being at the grocery store. Nice. You get to choose what works for you and your family. And then we're looking at, uh, because it's so popular and we're feeding so many people, we'll probably in the coming months extend those hours uh, further into the evening and on uh, weekends. Oh, that's tremendous. Do you have, um, I know, so nonprofits, our world is all about not just getting donations of food, but donations of money. Yeah. So do you have any big fundraisers that we want to make people aware of? Well, we're always in need of money. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, and I, I say that because what we're seeing is a little bit of softening in fundraising. Mm. I think it's what all organizations and nonprofits are seeing throughout the country uh, because of the economy and where it is. Sure. Yeah. And however, the demand has not changed for us. Yeah. And so as, you, as we see some of those uh, donations softening, demand hasn't changed. And if anything, our costs are continuing to rise. Well, with inflation. Just, inflation's a killer. And really all, all of our expenses, every major yeah. category has gone up, transportation, uh, personnel. personnel. And what we're buying a lot of right now, and it's really started uh, with COVID, is we're buying a lot of food. Mm. We, do, uh, we do love food donations and we rely on those. 
but to give you an example, before COVID, uh, we were purchasing on an uh, average each year one to two million dollars worth of food. Okay. First year of COVID, we spent fourteen million. Huh. The next year, we spent eight. Uh, this year, I think we're going to spend about ten, and I imagine I'll budget around ten million next year. That's a big increase. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's that's where those donations are going yeah. to help us buy food. And that's why I mentioned that. We do, uh, in, in terms of other cat, uh, major projects, we we might be looking for additional space in the Miramar area or south of that. We were kind of busting out at the mm. seams during COVID and uh, actually at least a third building during COVID wow. uh, just for storage purposes. And so uh, those are some potential projects in the future. Wow. Well, never a dull moment. <laughs> just keeps moving along and... The needs are always there. I want to thank you for taking the time to come and share with us about the amazing work you guys do at the food bank here in North County and throughout San Diego County. Really appreciate it. And uh, we love partnering with you guys. Well, we love the Carlsbad Chamber and all the great work you're doing and appreciate being considered a partner with you. All right. Thank you, Casey. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free creates goodwill and makes you feel great.